G-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! The Philadelphia Eagles have won the NFC Championship 4-3-2-1. By the final score, the Eagles 31, the 49ers 7. Everybody, welcome back to another edition of Believe in Eagles, a freshly shaven Aton Shander. I'm Mike Gill. Don't forget, like, rate, review, subscribe, hit all the buttons you need to get us out there as you've been doing. Aton Shander, this might be the game of the year. We talked about the Bills last week, the Chiefs the week before, but this might be the biggest one yet. It's an NFC championship rematch. All the talking's been going on. We're going to talk about it ourselves. So initial thought. I know you're a gambling guy. The Niners are favored in the game. Give me an expository on what you think about that to start things off. Well, let's be honest and fair here. They didn't open up as favorites. I know that because when the line initially came out on DK Sunday, which is our NFL market maker here in PA, the Eagles were minus 110. So at the very least, they were a pick them, if not favored on the money line. And they had since been bet into an underdog spot. So it's not Vegas or Atlantic City or a sports book that's disrespecting the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the people that make money beating the sports books in Vegas and Atlantic City. And the book. Those, are the, those are the people who move markets. So if you see a team open up as a dog and then been bet into as a favorite, it's not because Mike Gill or Aton Shander dropped off a suitcase at the local sports book. It's because people who make money professionally betting, recognized by these places, have decided, yeah, something's off about the initial market. I think, Mike, that's way more concerning than if the books were to simply open up with the Philadelphia Eagles at plus two, two and a half, or even three. So um, this is interesting. The Eagles, uh, the NFC champions, they're 10 and one, and most people think they're the best team in the league. But you're saying the sharp money is suggesting they're not. So are they right? Let's get into that. So the sharps or the people moving the market are looking at this with more than just the record because people that the assumption here is that people who are winning at the end of the year, people who have a bottom line when it comes to income, even if it's small edges in professional betting are not just looking at the records, right? Like they're not just saying, well, I'm taking the Sixers tonight because they have a better record than the Orlando magic, whatever it may be. We're looking at stuff, not we, but those people specifically are looking at a lot more metrics, things along those lines. The numbers, and you don't have to be a sharp to know this. I mean, you can just follow along. Some of the numbers for the Philadelphia Eagles are atrocious. They're secondary, the pass defense, the fact that their offense can disappear for halves at a time. Some things have really been a struggle for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think my interpretation is, People who are betting and people who have looked to move this are doing one of two things. One, it's just a football standpoint where they're looking at the Eagles and they're saying, 
their record, who they've beaten, who they've taken advantage of, or simply the way and the means in which they've got to 10 and one, it's faulty. Something is not sustainable there or, 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 and let's just be honest to the betting world here. Since you opened the door, Mike Gill, somebody out there is thinking, you know, if I move this far enough, I can get the Eagles at plus three, which is the number one key number in all of football in which games end with a three point margin of victory and still get some sense of a middle. The Niners plus one, the Eagles plus three. So I guarantee you there are people out there who are currently holding both of those tickets, San Fran plus one, Philadelphia plus three. All right. Uh, yeah, because I would think, right. As the betting market, and we're going to get into why this means something in just a little bit, because this game is so important. We know about the jibber-jabber between the two teams and what this game means, but it feels like Eagle fans would say, we're an underdog at home, 10-1. and You got to go bet the money, which almost suggests the Niners are going to win this game. So do you feel, let's start there. We'll kind of start from the back and work to the front. Do you feel right now that the Niners are the better team and will win this game? I think the Niners are the better football team overall right now. I don't think that the Niners win this game. The reason is because there's an added edge that the Niners have provided unnecessarily, mind you, that the San Francisco 49ers have provided for the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's locker room material. That's bulletin board, whatever you want to call it, the Niners, players, fans, media, I guarantee you the good folks who are doing the believe in Niners, I don't care who, they could be some of the best salt of the earth human beings on the planet, which I'm sure they are, Mike, but even they were bitching and moaning about the Eagles and disrespecting the victory. Everybody's calling it luck or the fact that it was all because of cheap stuff, what have you. This is a circle game. This is a game in which the Eagles can validate not only what they did last year, which for some bizarre reason, the Niners feel like they needed to, but also this year. And my point is this, the Eagles who have been shaky, who have survived, who have needed to come back, especially now a couple of straight weeks at the half. If they lose to the Niners, a team who also has claimed to being the best in the conference, all of a sudden it starts to validate the idiots to, to some reasonable, rational thinkers who are saying, this Eagles team just isn't that good. Yeah. It opens up the door. This is the lone game this year, Mike, I would argue, where it now opens up the door to where valid criticism of this Eagles team. You know, this to me, the pressure's on the Niners. They have talked. They have not shut up. They have said everything. Philadelphia just kept Non-stop. on winning. And then they get the, hey, we're the underdog in this game. You gave essentially the best team in football a chance to wear the underdog mask again. And I don't know if you go back down the same road. The Phillies tried that with dancing on their own, and they ended up out. But the Eagles could essentially say, are you kidding me? This game is big for a couple of reasons. One, Aton Shander, if the Eagles win this game, this game on Sunday is essentially the key to the NFC Championship game being back in Philadelphia. If the Eagles win, they have a 95% chance of being the number one seed. I mean, a lot. We talked about that scenario on my radio show earlier this week. Let's say the perfect scenario comes up here. Dallas wins. We're recording on Thursday. They win tonight. They beat Seattle. 
Philadelphia loses to San Francisco, and then Dallas beats Philadelphia next week. All that does for Dallas is tie Philadelphia. They would have split. If they both do what they have to do the rest of the way, Philadelphia still wins the division and has an upper hand for the number one seed. So even a loss in this game for Philadelphia is not complete. And next week, by the way, is not completely detrimental. But a win means this thing is signed, sealed, delivered, and you're going back through Philadelphia. A Niners loss, they have a 1% chance to be the number one seed in the NFC. This game on Sunday, Aton, is for everything again in the NFC. And if we think having home field advantage is the key to the Super Bowl, that's how important this game is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much weighted on this to be able to play in Philadelphia and return that favor that we saw last year and and just continue this domination where it would be too straight if you saw these two teams play again in a championship game or any level of the playoffs, two straight KOs of San Francisco. And it definitely starts here. Now, some of it is also the way in which these teams have been playing. But San Francisco still has that three-game stretch where they looked awful. And I, I yeah, don't know how much. A lot of injury much... issues there. A lot of injuries. I get it. I get it. I get it. But the Eagles have been playing. Like, the Eagles didn't have their set. Arguably, I, I, I know A.J. Brown has been amazing here. But the Eagles' lifeline centers around Lane Johnson not having one of the best, if uh, like, right tackles, if not in the game, but maybe even all one of the best in the last 10, 15, 20, what have you. So I, I get it. Injuries were a problem for the Niners. But, yeah, this this game has so much importance on it. And your point about the home field and what you can establish here and the message you can send San Francisco, which is you ain't going to be good enough to win here in November or December, technically. You ain't going to be able to good enough to be able to win here when it comes down to it in the playoffs. Oh, but the argument is age-old as sports fans, Aton Shander. Tough to beat a team two times. Beat the same team twice. Same thing would apply if uh, San Francisco, if they won the game and had to come back here, could you win in Philadelphia twice in the same season? So there's a lot of fandoms. Yeah, going yeah. On. Um, you know, one of the things in this game is obviously McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo Samuel. And as we record this, we don't know who's playing linebacker for the Eagles. Have you got a call yet? No, no, not me. I'm not in shape. I'm not in shape to hold the clipboard for the linebackers. Well, that's going to be the matchup that I think could decide this game. Kittle, McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, them work in the middle of the field, them working those little out-of-the-backfield stuff. McCaffrey's a handful. They were inconsequential in the game last year because they didn't have anybody to throw them the football. It's a completely yep. different situation this time around, and you would have to think, that matchup clearly favors San Francisco. Overall? The, the, that's the matchup to me that is the the highest arcing lopsided matchup is the linebacking core of Philadelphia and the weapons that generally use the middle of the field and are defended, covered George by Kittle. linebackers. Say? George Kittle. Kittle, McCaffrey. And they use Debo Samuel a lot in a lot of jet sweeps, drags. The guy that I'm most concerned about is Brandon Ayuk. This this is a guy who has been able to find the end zone and is and he's boomer bust, but he seems to boom. He's like a he's like a home run or nothing hitter who hits 50 home runs, right? 
where it's like, okay, Kyle, he's a better version of Kyle Schwarber at this point. Mm. So, I mean, that that's why I love a guy like Ayuk from a Niners standpoint. I, I think it would be definitely one where he's a main concern because he can move around too and he can exploit some extra emphasis that they may have on a guy like George Kittle. Well, one thing I think uh, to watch for is obviously McCaffrey, too. You mentioned him, uh, touchdowns and boom or bust. He's not boom or bust. He's boom and boom and boom. He scores in a variety of ways, but he catches the ball. And Brock Purdy, excellent off the play action. He's third in QBR uh, on the play action this year. So that's something that you don't see a whole heck of a lot in today's game. But when you have McCaffrey, you have that big playability out of somebody out of the backfield. So I think that's one area. That's good. I like that. What is what does he think? <laughs> that, that's, that's what he thinks. Is that what we're Trust using? Is, is that who's playing linebacker? We found the Eagles linebacker this week, right there. We did. We did. Let me tell you, this kid's tougher than me, so we can easily put him out there. That won't be a problem. Uh, Kevin Byard, the safety. Can he go to Kittle? Okay, fine. Then who goes to McCaffrey? If Byard goes to McCaffrey, who goes to Kittle? There's so many intriguing uh, storylines and matchups in this game. I think you look, though, an area where I think the Eagles have an advantage there. Aton Shander is up front on defense. But absolutely, they need to be able to get the pressure this week. That's where they can mask some of those problems that we're just talking about. Yeah, look, I, I think. If you've seen what this Eagles team has been able to do, especially overcoming how crazy it's been on their secondary side, right? Like their pass defense and how porous they've been. It's because they can get to the quarterback. It's because they can put pressure. It's because Josh Sweat, Jalen Carter, Hassan Reddick. It's because one of these guys or multiple amount of these guys can still cause pressure or, or cause a fumble or cause an interception, even if they've been getting lit up through three and a half quarters. So that's, that's such a secret, no longer now weapon here for the Eagles, where you want to know what bend, but don't break defense is. It's not necessarily giving up a ton of yards and not points. It's giving up points for three and a half quarters and then breaking a team's quarterback in the final drive or two in order to seal a game. Uh, you just saw one of Aton's children. He has two, so help us out. Tell him how. Oh, there you go. See, we need diapers. I love it, Mike. You're you're a man of my own heart here. You have to be 18 or older first. Although off, you went with the right? Dak Prescott winner. I mean, you're trying to get the Eagles fans to, to get into Dak Prescott. Well, I'm trying to embrace victory here, all right? So you sign up at Underdog. We're going to match your first deposit below. Dak Prescott's going to be your first card here. It's a free card for all new customers. So, again, we're taking care of you at Underdog. It's much easier to beat Underdog than it is any of these crazy big major sports books. And you're just choosing over, under, right? That's it. Like, is Geno Smith going to go over or under 222 and a half passing yards? You, you look across. This is just an example here. Don't worry. We have new customer specials for this weekend as well on Sunday. You sign up. And you can take advantage of this amazing deal. And again, the whole thing about this, Mike, is just how easy it is to win. You want questions, you want answers, you want even suggestions. Hit me up on Twitter at Shander Show. Hit Mike up, too, and we're happy to talk you through this. But this is really easy to come out here and start winning on Underdog. Link like is below. A lot of people have uh, been telling me, hey, it's easy to win money. It's easy to sign up. It's easy to do. And it will help Aton uh, get more diapers. We lost your mic. See, we lost your mic. Do we need out. to bring my kid back up for a, a shameless promotion here just to say if 
If you don't sign up an underdog, this kid won't eat. Not only not only is he playing linebacker, he needs diapers and he needs to be fed. It's the biggest game of the year. Now, um, you talk about this game because Philadelphia wins. We talked about the percentage. It's 95% chance. Even if they lose, they still have an over 50% chance, Aton, to be the number one seed here. But, you know, a couple years ago, now I don't put Philadelphia in this category. But I think it was a Pittsburgh Steeler team. They were like 9-0 and or 10-0. and Last year you had Minnesota 13 and three, and nobody believed in those teams. If Philadelphia was to lose this game, and let's play along and have a little fun and say if they lose next week as well, would doubt start to creep in that this team is not good enough? So I think doubt is already there. It's just it hasn't oh. been cultivated. All right. right? But think about it. Think about it. Like, how can anybody watch this team week in and week out? and only focus on the results and not focus on how they got there and still not have the slightest amount of doubt that's creeping in. I mean, the reality is, is that this team is surviving. This team is lucky that this team is at times barely able to get by. So if they lose to San Francisco, if they lose to Dallas, then absolutely that doubt that was there now all of a sudden has been cultivated. It's a seed that all of a sudden starts to sprout, and you can look at some tangible things. You went on Nick Sirianni on us with the flowers. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I had to. I had, I had no choice. I had to. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm paying attention. You think I'm not paying attention? I'm hearing every word <laughs> that you're uh, putting in the seeds there, and the flowers are growing. Yeah, I mean, listen. You know, all of this stuff. It's funny. This week, uh, some of the big talk early. And I'd love to hear your um, opinion on this. You know, I heard um, one national pundit compare Hertz to Tom Brady. Another, I think it was Kyle Long, was with Chris Long on that Greenlight podcast. And he said he reminds him of Tiger Woods with how focused he is. Um, is that enough? Is that enough to say, you know what? You can win. You can be the best. You are not if you're see, I don't know what to think of Hertz in terms of is he the best thrower? Is he the most accurate? Is he you know what I'm saying? When we think of our quarterbacks, does that matter with this guy? Does he have all those Tom Brady's and and, and Tiger Woods? And that's enough for a game like this and a game I, I need in January or February, the big ones. So I, I need him to be like Patrick Mahomes more than I need him to be like Tom Brady. I, I need him to just be aware and continue to be aware and continue to know how he can influence and, and ultimately control let me, the football let me, game. Ask, let me ask you this. You just said Mahomes. Fourth quarter, late in the game, you need someone to drive down the field and win it. You take it, Mahomes, or is this guy hurts completely? What was it two years ago? The longest of shots won the Derby. And I hosted yeah, it was like 80 to one. Where we talked to uh, the announcers and the guy who right. called that. And he's like, the longest shot. Those guys have always have the greatest inflection. Oh, yeah. It that's hurts crazy. like this longest shot coming around the turn. And you're like, where does this guy keep coming from? Are you ready to say if the game was on the line, you would take Hertz over Mahomes? No, 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 no. I'm also assuming that they're throwing to the same guys, right? Like if you put. And we can go to the Chiefs receivers. If both guys are throwing, you still have Mahomes. Mahomes is the guy who won last year. Mahomes is the guy with all the accolades. Mahomes is the guy who has earned these MVP awards. So, yeah, absolutely, man. You give me Patrick Mahomes over anybody, but that's not a slight for Jalen Hurts. It's just that's who I want Jalen to look and be like. 
What about Brock Purdy? How what factor is he in this game? He's look, he's a guy that if you put enough pressure on, I think you can really do some damage. But the Niners are going to try to get the ball out as fast as possible and put it in their playmakers. I, I don't think you I don't think you have to beat Brock Purdy. I think you just can't let Purdy be comfortable. That's how you beat Brock is that you just make his life uncomfortable. You, you don't need to, you don't need to put him on the ground 10 times. This doesn't need to be, you know, multiple turnovers and just, you need to make throws. There's nothing wrong with overthrowing a guy on third and eight. There's nothing wrong with having to throw the ball away on third and five. That's where I think the Eagles win against Brock Purdy, not getting seven or eight sacks. By the way, the play-by-player was Larry Colmus and the horse was rich strike. The longest of shots to win the wow. derby. What was that, 80 to 1? He was the longest shot of all time. And uh, it wouldn't be the longest of shot of all time for the Eagles to win this game. No. But hey, John Shander, I think Philadelphia wins this game. I've said it all year. When this game came out, all the talk, all the nonsense, if they were circling one to be the most yep. focused for it. Now, I will leave you with this question. They've had extra time, 10 days to prepare for this game. It's December now. Does that matter? In what sense? Well, they got their three days. You know, you have it's like a team coming off a bye. I mean, basically, they had they played on Thursday on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Philadelphia I, I don't necessarily. They played a physical overtime game last week. Yeah, I, I like, don't. I'm gonna have to again next week because Dallas plays Thursday night, and they're right. gonna have extra time off. So I think Philadelphia wins this game. They're most focused on this game. This game is everything, and then I think they lose the next two. I I could see that. I can absolutely see that. Okay. okay. I'm with you on that. We um we agree. It's gonna be a fun game. At least like hey, I, I can't wait. 10 games of this season were a little melodic, a little boring. You had the Phillies run to the World Series. So the Eagles season in all its success didn't have like a signature win. Maybe that Dolphins game. Then they play Dallas, they win that game, and you're kind of like you had the hangover from the Phillies. They beat Dallas. You want to get back into the season, and then they had a bye. And then they win that game against Kansas City. And then last week against Buffalo. I think now the season is really starting to find its way. And I think they win this game. I'm going to go, give me 27-24. I mean, you're at 51. That's not bad. Jake Elliott wins it again. I think we're looking more at a, at a lower scoring game. I'm going to say 20 to 18, Eagles. 2018. Okay. I hope it doesn't rain again. I heard there's rain in the forecast. It's supposed to rain. It's I supposed know. to be nasty and cold and ugly. Just ugly. Well, you have a beautiful child. I hope the people will use the underdog link below and help that child get diapers. Thank you very much. Who was Thumbs it? Thumbs up, subscribe. That helps us too. That was Who Teddy. Was I have kids. Who said that? Was that Marshawn Lynch or something? Yeah, probably. All right, my brother. Love them. Uh, is Eagles, of course, Eagles and the Niners. And we'll be back next week here. Like, rate, review, subscribe, hit it all. We'll talk to you then. Have a great one.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.